0: Baba The last thing we're discussing was if an animal fell into a yard by mistake and it benefited, then the owner has to pay. The owner of the cow has to pay whatever the animal benefited. And Rav said we're talking about a situation where it fell, meaning let's it fell on uh, the ground on fruits. The fruits uh, helped it not fall on the floor, and the owner of the ox has to pay whatever it benefited. And we want it to be madeik from Rav. That if the animal ate, he would not the owner of the animal would not have to pay for whatever it benefited. And the Gemara disproved it. And now we're gonna explain Rav a little bit differently. And with that, we're starting. Nun Amud Amudbet, the last word on the page where it says Ela. And now we're on Hat Amud Alif. Ela lami baya kamar. Rather, when Rab said that it fell, let's say on fruits and it helped break its fall, Rab was talking in a not just way. Meaning not just if it ate fruits it has to pay for the fruits it ate but if it fell let's say on fruits and the fruits broke its fall you could always say that the owner of the fruits helped his friend he's just taking the line away from his friend the lion in this case would be the floor and by putting the, the, the fruits over there or by it falling on the fruits you saved your friend's money from getting ruined and God bless you, you made a mitzvah, and even whatever this animal benefited, you're still the, the owner of the animal doesn't have to pay. And Kamash Malan, and Rav is coming to tell you that no, you, even when it just fell, it has to the owner of the animal has to pay for what it benefited. Now it would be a chaval to pass by the sugi and not look at this tosfot just a second. Tosfot brings a whole bunch of different halachot and points in regards to mavriach, arim, nichse, and someone chases a lion away from his friend's money uh, number one it what explains that's only when uh, the, the chaser knows about it meaning when he's willingly sending this lion away when he knows that he's uh, shooting at the lion or he's chasing the lion away or if his friend is uh, forcing him to chase this lion away then, uh, then in that type of case he doesn't get paid number two does brings a re- who explains that if someone chases a lion away, he doesn't get paid. That's only if we're not so sure that if the lion was here, there would be a damage, there would be a loss. But if we know for sure there would be a loss, then the chaser might have a claim. And the sugi over here is the animal falling, it fell on the fruit, it didn't exactly, we didn't know 100% it was going to get hurt. Uh, it Maybe would have just gotten scratched up, maybe a little bit bruised, but nothing really damaged. And Tosfot brings another case of a person uh, paying someone else's bill, that's considered mavrihari, and the, the person wouldn't have to pay. Maybe he would have found the money. Maybe someone else would have paid it for me. Uh, point number three, Tosfot brings is Rabenu gershom and uh, Ri, who explained that if a gentile took a Jewish person's house by force, then the Jew bought that house from the gentile. If the original owner wants it back, he still has to pay, and according to Rashi, he he would have to give it back to them for free. Point number four, if a Jewish person left the the city and the officer of town took the, the field, he seized the property and a Jew bought it, that Jew has to give it back to the original owner because the Jew had permission to leave and the officer had no right to take it. Case number five Tosfota brings is if a person uh, enhances his uh, friend's property without his friend knowing it, that's not the same thing as chasing a lion away and he can pay for it. So meaning if a, a neighbor was on vacation and a person took care of his garden, made it look pretty, made it look nice, put flowers and that whatever it is, he enhanced the property as a result, he gets paid for that. It's a fascinating Tosafot, very good to look into it and all the halachah that comes out of it. So let's get back to the Gemara. The Gemara has a question. Let's just say as is. Let's say that the reason he's patur is because he's chasing a lion away from his friend's property. And the Gemara explains, no, it is a little bit different. When someone chases a lion away from his friend's property... That he's doing willingly. And that's why you don't get paid for it. You're doing a mitzvah. Hi, love me over here. It wasn't done with this person's knowledge. An animal fell on his pile of fruits. He didn't know that it was going to happen. Inami or Mavriyah Ari, lit le peseda. When it comes to Mavri, uh, Ari, there's no loss over there. Meaning all you're doing is just shooting an arrow, you're you're, you're hitting it with sticks, something. Hi, eat lepseda. But over here, he's losing. He's losing fruits over here. And he can't be patro because he's mavriha ali. Now, the gemara has a question How did the animal fall? So, it slipped on on what it made. It, was, it made urine and it slipped on it. And then it fell from one property to the other. Another animal pushed it. Now According to the rabbi who holds that that, one friend pushed it. All the more so if it is slipped with uh, with its urine, and that's considered an honest. That uh, he couldn't do anything about it. Now Umanda and according to the rabbi who holds that it slipped on its urine, pasha'a sha But if another animal pushed it, that's an honest, that's considered negligence, and you have to pay for what it damaged. Why the Amar ibaylah Abureh Hada Hada? Because the one who's been damaged could tell the damager, you should have had your animals pass one by one, you should have been more careful, and uh, the fact that they were together, one pushed the other, and it's your fault. And when we said that you have to pay what, what you benefited, the owner of the cow has to pay what benefited, that's only in the actual pile. Meaning, if he fell in this area of the field or this pile or this, uh, this uh, garden bed, whatever it is, whatever's under the cow, that's what he has to pay, what it benefited. But if it got up and went to a different section of the garden and ate over there, at that point you're paying whatever you damaged even if it stood up on a different area in the field, A even if it's walking around eating everything, you have to pay whatever it was benefited, until it leaves the garden and comes back with the knowledge of its owner. Hanan looks at the entire garden as one, Kana looks at it as a lot of small areas. And Amar of Papa, when Raviyu Hanan said that the entire thing is one property, doesn't have to leave with its owner's knowledge. The owner has to come pick it up and then has to come back with the owner knowing. Even if it walked, even the owner came and took it, and later it came by itself to, to the neighbor's yard again to eat, he is still Hayav for whatever he damaged, whatever he damaged. My tama, what's the reason? because the owner of the gun could say, once it learned to come from your field to my field, call emat the Anytime he gets a chance to run away, it's going to come run over here. So it's your fault, and at that point, you have to pay me what you damaged me. Next, we learned in the Mishnah: If it went down in, naturally, the normal way, it went. To, it was an easy way to go down. Nothing, it didn't fall. Nothing, just went down. You have to pay whatever it, it damaged. So, Maya rabir mi, rabir mi the question: bime lida. Let's say it went down in a normal way. However. It get, Once it got to the neighbor's yard, it gave birth over there, and there was a whole bunch of dirty things, fluids and blood all over the precious fruits. What's the halakha? What's the halakha? According to the rabbi who said that if you started off being negligent and then something out of the ordinary happened, you're still hayav. I'm not asking according to that rabbi, for sure, in that case, he's hayav. But according to the rabbi who holds that if you started off negligent and then something out of the ordinary happened and honest happened, you're patur. My, what would be the halacha over here where it went down naturally and then it gave birth in the other person's field? Do we say, listen, he started off negligent and then an honest happened your patur? Or maybe, or maybe over here the entire thing is negligent. And that's why you're liable to pay. Since you, you see this animal is due, it's very close to, to giving birth. You should have been very, very careful. Watch over it. This way it doesn't run around ruining other people's fields. And therefore you're liable. Tiko, we're not sure. Is it or is the entire thing And we're not sure. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, Kitzad Limit Mashi Hizika, how does the animal pay whatever it damaged? And the Mishnah said that you assess an area that's a betse'ah in that field. How much is the field worth with that betse'ah? How much is that field worth without that betse'ah? And, and he pays the difference. According to Rashi, you would check out how much this betse'ah is worth compared to other 60 other bits', And that's how you'll be able to figure out the difference. So it's an area of land, according to Tosafot, it's a it's a measurement of weight of fruits you you check out how much that weight of fruit is worth compared to other weight of fruits and pay the difference that way and the Gemara asks how do we know that we assess uh, compare it to other areas in the field or other uh, or other fruits de. The Pasuk says, it damaged in someone else's field. We assess based on the worth of someone else's field. But the Gemara asks, I thought when it says, we learned that as a drasha, that it not damaging in a shoe tarabim, rather it went into someone else's property and damaged. The Gemara says, "Imken, if that's the case, they do not just say it damaged in its friend's field, inami or just uh, in someone else's field, sadei acher. May why the extra bit? Rather, to just sheshamin al gab sadei We assess based on someone else's field. So the Gemara says, Maybe the entire drasha is coming to teach me that we assess based on someone else's field." And now you're stuck. La puker eshut arabim And now where are you going to learn that it's paturin if it's damaging the eshut arabim? So the like Gemara explains, imkin if it's coming to exclude, not talk about the Shutarabim arabim case. hamana gabet Let this pasuk of ubi'al b'sdei ha'ir let let it be in regards to the payments. It should say metav sadei home metav karmoi shalem b'sadei ha'ir. That's the way it should say. It, it should pay the best of the, the person's property in someone else's field. Why does the pasuk mention this pasuk in regards to where it did the damage? It's come teach me two things. Number one, it, 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 that the damage has to be in someone else's property, not a shu'tarabim, and number two, that we assess based on some uh, based on the entire field. So the gma asks, how do we assess? So Amar Rabbi Bar Hanina Se'ah B'Shishim Se'in We assess what a Se'ah would be worth when it's with 60 Se'ah Rabbi Anayi Amar Tarkav B'Shishim Tarkavim Rabbi Anayi says a Tarkav with Tarkav is half a Se'ah in 60 tarkabim, which is 30 sea, so it's half to 30, same exact ratio but we see what a half what a Tarkav is worth in 60 Tarkav A stalk between 60 uh, stalks, we see how much uh, it's worth altogether. The idea between these three rabbis is we assess whatever he damaged, compare it to the rest of the field or the rest of the 60 area. So the problem is we have a breita. it says, kabo kabam. If animal a or two we don't say oh it pays whatever it ate. Rather, we look at it as if it's one bed or one area in the field and we assess it. How much is this area worth with and without fruits? Now my love, it sounds like we assess it by itself. We don't compare it to the other areas in the field the grandma says "Lo, you understood it wrong you're comparing it to 60 others like that we don't assess a cow because you enhance it you cause it to be too big and you don't assess a kor, which is thirty of of a field of crop because you lessen it and the man asks my kamar, what what's he saying so amar of papa this is what he's trying to say in shamin when we assess a cub let's say an animal ate a cow we don't compare it to 60 cub because the damager gets helped over here because 60 cub is worth less when it's all together rather than when it's one cub by itself. An area of uh, sixty cub is too big, but when you, you when you sell small beds or small areas, then it's easier to sell. mazik, and if it's a core within uh, between sixty corin, we don't assess it that way because you're actually you're hurting the damager. Usually, only a very rich person who's going to overpay pays for that area, and it's just going to make everything cost more. And therefore you're making the person pay more per uh, per core than if it was if it was sold one by each one by itself. So now When we're saying in the in the not a bit core an area of a, a core, it should just, just say just a core, not bit core. In, in the reshat said kab, it didn't say bit kab. So This is what it meant to say. We don't assess a cav by itself because the one who's been damaged gets helped over here. Usually a small bed no, no one wants to buy something small, a small area, a small amount of fruit. No one's gonna buy this. When you compare it to, uh, to a lot of other things, then it's gonna it's gonna go up in price. On the other end, velo kav be kor, and we don't assess a kav in a bet kor area because you're hurting the one who's been damaged. A kav, it really means nothing in, in an area that's a bit kor. Bet kor is huge. And if it's just a kav, it's worth nothing, and that hurts the person who's been damaged. You, you make what you make the payment so low. Ela, you have to assess the kav beshishim. Ela A kav to 60 kabim. And the story a person cut a uh, palm tree from his friend's field. He came in front of the Luta, came to get judged and, and the Rekal the head of the exile told the damager, lady hazili, I saw the area of the palm tree utlata Talata bekina havu and it was an area where there was three palm trees in one area Shavu they were worth a hundred zoos. Go pay him th- uh, 33 and a third Zuz. That's a third of what you damaged. So the damager said, Why do I have to go to this reshkaluta Lutah? It's going to judge me based on Persian law. He went to Rav Nahman. then Rav Nahman told him, We assess it between 60 other palm trees like it. And you pay 160th of that. So Ahmad al said to, to, to Rav Nahman, when Hachamim said that you assess 1 uh, one to 60, that's only when his animal damage, when his uh, behema, when his, uh, let's say his ox damaged. But when he himself damaged, we're going to say this 1 to 60 ratio? No. So Ahmad Ben Yiskegu from when he himself damaged, what are you thinking? Why not assess one to sixty? The Tanya Hamabkir Karmo Shel Haverose Madar. If someone ruins his friend's field when it's still growing, meaning their small, tiny grapes they didn't fully develop yet, we look at the vineyard. How much is it worth before the damage? After the damage, it doesn't say anything about one sixtieth. So. If that's where you're getting this from, but don't we have the same uh, in regards to an animal doing the damage? If an animal broke a plant, a small plant, uh, is still in the middle of, it's like a sapling, it's going to be a tree. Those who make the crease Admon bin Gadai, Hanan HaMitzri, Hanan bin Abi Shalom, add even Nahum Hamadi. Those rabbis got together and said, Niti'ah, bat shenata shetei kesef. If it's a sapling in its first year, you have to pay two kesef. Bat shetei shenim, if it's in its second year, Arba'a kesef, fourth kesef. Achla Haziz, if an animal ate um, crop in the beginning of its growth, or boca Omer, Nidon bimshuya shabo. We assess it based on whatever is left over there. We wait till it fully develops, so we cut it, we assess it, and then we tell the person, okay, you ate this much, okay, this is what you have to pay. umrim, ro'in ha'ita yafa, say, we look at the field, what it's worth before, what it's worth now, and he pays the difference. madar, if he ate the fruits while they're still growing, let's say he ate grapes while they're still tiny. We look at them as if they're fully developed graves. And they're ready to to be cut off the tree. They're ready to be plucked. We go by what it was worth before damage, what the field is worth after. When do we say that we assess the damage to the land? At the time where it ate the vines of the grapevines and the leaves, branches of the fig trees before the fruits even came out. But if it ate small figs before they fully developed or grapes before they fully, before they fully developed. We look at them as if they are grapes ready to be plucked, fully developed, and we assess them each on their own. And here, Abaya finishes. Katanim Now, it says in the B'laya say We look at it, what it was worth before, and what it's worth after. It doesn't say anywhere, 160th rather what are you going to say what's the reason because you want to say that when we assess before and after it's 160 you could say the same thing with human beings and you don't necessarily have to say that there's a difference between human beings and animals in regards to the, the assessment of how do you assess whatever damaged and we'll stop right here